This is Richard Cloutier Reports on 680 CJOB. It really is aimed at new construction in the city on the commercial side and on the residential side. It is a consultant's report that will be debated at City Hall next month. Ultimately, will it be $30,000 per home higher for commercial developments? Well, this is the starting point. Uh, The cynical journalist in me that has been around the block who has seen this before says this is a starting line for the mayor and it may end up to be uh, a third half of that on developers or it will be the backdrop to raise all our property taxes if rejected altogether. That's the politics of this. But for an industry and for a provincial economy that really relies on construction to contribute immensely to the growth of this province. You look at it, it's uh, retail sales, it's construction, it's immigration, people who come here, uh, where do they live? How does that fuel home construction? Well, part of the growth that we have seen in our city, that we have celebrated, and look at the construction cranes that you do see in the city, is all related to uh, immigration, and a good chunk of that is reliant on the home construction industry, and um, we have really relied on this to grow our economy. So it means jobs. What does it mean to you? It means your taxes, and it ultimately is related to your job. So let's begin with one of those people that has helped fuel the economy. Eric Vogan joins us now from Qualico. He's a vice president there. Qualico uh, Developments. First of all, Where is Qualico? You folks are here in Winnipeg, but you're in other parts of the country. Give us a little bit of background on what Qualico does here and elsewhere. Uh, Qualico started in Winnipeg in 1951 and uh, moved uh, into Alberta in the later 50s and uh, has gone uh, since out to uh, the uh, lower mainland on the coast of B.C. And... uh, and the odd foray into the states, but uh, primarily a Western Canadian uh, integrated uh, developer and builder. The mayor has said that other cities are imposing these types of growth fees, that we're seeing it in other cities, and that's why we're having the debate here in Winnipeg. What's your experience been in the costs of building in those other cities and ultimately the price point where you can see that these costs can be absorbed or passed on, that it's not hurting the industry? Well, uh, my experience in, in learning about uh, uh, development charges uh, really extends back to my early experience uh, working for uh, for Qualico in Calgary, financing their development there, where uh, formulas for contributions uh, by developers to the impact they had on the regional road system uh, was calculated, and uh, and it worked out very well. The, the city and developers. Uh, basically created a uh, source of funds that uh, would allow arterial roads to uh, proceed and uh, and the intersections to those roads, the impact of local development on the major system was uh, was calculated and those, those charges were done. It was a very workable formula. And I don't call it a fee. It was basically a, a cost-sharing arrangement uh, based on the impact of the development. Do we have such a, a, a fee or cost-sharing formula here in Winnipeg? Uh, it is. Uh, it's much more um, customized and uh, basically roughshod. Uh, for example, in uh, in Sage Creek and Island Lakes, we were on either side of uh, Measurement Boulevard, uh, Highway 59 there, and uh, 
we uh, we we four lane that piece of Highway 59. Uh, similarly, uh, because Sage Creek is adjacent to an extension of Bishop Brandon, we're supplying the land and uh, and a lane of pavement uh, for Bishop Brandon. And those are those are very big uh, pieces of road, and uh, some would argue that they're economic routes rather than uh, than routes that are uh, made necessary by residential development. But uh, other times. Uh, if we're not near a road, there might be a different charge. Uh, but it sort of evens out. But it's very rough, very customized. And about uh, 17 years ago, we brought the directors of transportation and engineering uh, trans- and planning out from Calgary and Edmonton to uh, to have a discussion with Winnipeg as to how they might create formulas that would even this thing out better. But uh, nothing came of it. Nothing came of it. What was the proposal at your end? We, we wanted to uh, get roads classified uh, according to their purpose. For example, a, uh, a street like Kennison Boulevard, which stems all the way on uh, Route 90, uh, uh, would, uh, would be called a major economic route and uh, uh, a, uh, a means by which people can get to their own jobs, get goods and services in and out of the region, uh, shop from the north end down to the south end. And those are kind of expressway purpose roads that uh, that should be paid for uh, by senior level of government and by the city as a whole. Uh, and uh, that's called, you know, that's called an expressway or a major economic route. Other times, a street like Taylor Avenue would be looked at as a minor arterial road, uh, which is uh, primarily uh, there to get people from a collection of neighborhoods to, uh, to a more major uh, artery. And the whole and idea we behind... Don't have, we don't have, we don't have that kind of classification here. And and the whole idea behind that is cost certainty, is that you're not doing uh, well, things... Cost certainty and, and also attribution. Like, what, uh, what, should, uh, what, should a, what should a neighborhood pay uh, toward the road system and what should the economy as a whole pay? Uh, and and those, are, those are important uh, features to have in a workable uh, transportation costing arrangement. With Eric Vogan of Qualico. Let's get back to... The $30,000 proposed fee, and I don't know if this is an opening salvo or not, but when you're in the room yesterday, you hear this, you see the arithmetic. First of all, what's your reaction to that? Well, I, uh, I guess I'm very concerned because the numbers were uh, were uh, put together, I think, very quickly uh, and, uh, and not as a result of a broad collaboration of people in the city. Uh, I think there was a response to, a, to an urge uh, to, to get some money. Um, I, uh, I'm very worried that uh, uh, creating a system on a rickety basis like this uh, can do no good and will uh, will lead the city in a bad direction. You're in Sage Creek right now. Where else are you folks building houses in the city? Uh, we're building uh, uh, in Ridgewood West in Charleswood. Uh, we're uh, we're in Oak Bluff. Uh, we're in River Park South. Uh, we're just finishing up in Canterbury Park. Uh, we're starting in Headingley. And uh, but, uh, we have a number of irons in the fire. Let's say there's a thirty thousand k fee on all those new houses, all those new doors, if you will. What does that do to sales? Uh, well, I uh, I think there's going to have to be some sort of uh, deadline. If you get your house started, you can beat the beat the tax. And then after that, uh, I think people are going to be looking at, uh, geez, uh, that old bus not too bad. It's got a school, it's got a community club, uh, and lots of room, and there's no fees like that. 
We have uh, out there have a simple uh, uh, water and uh, wastewater fee. So as a developer, you'd go outside the city of Winnipeg. That's an easy decision for you. Well, it's it's not uh, really. I'm, I'm following. I'm following demand, and people out in Oak Bluff uh, enjoy where they are right now, and uh, it might it might be much more appealing uh, to the fee of, of the sort that uh, we're imagining now comes to fruition. If you're somebody that is reliant on those property fees, those property taxes at the city of Winnipeg. Is there an easy case to be made by saying introducing a $30,000 fee will result in new houses being built outside the city of Winnipeg, and instead of being able to make money off that $30,000 fee, we're losing it on the property tax side, and uh, instead of creating revenue, we're actually losing revenue? Uh, There's no doubt of that. The... uh the reason that uh, new home construction and any new build in Winnipeg is so important is that we're a very old city. And uh, as a result of that, our assessment per capita is very low. Our taxes are based on that assessment. And anytime somebody builds something new, there there is a real windfall of new taxes that uh, comes with that build, uh, such that uh, people uh, building, buying new homes or building new buildings pay basically twice the cost of the city's cost of delivering services. Uh, whereas there are areas in Winnipeg, as a matter of fact, probably about 100,000 homes where they pay on average only about two-thirds of that cost. And uh, the city needs the money from new builds. There's no doubt about it. And uh, they're putting that cash flow in jeopardy. And uh, if I were a uh, financial man at the city, I'd be very concerned about that. Eric Vogan this, of... This demand can be chased away. Eric Vogan of Qualico, uh, without doubt the mayor's listening to this. Uh, he joined us earlier in the week, has decided not to join us today. That's fine. Uh, city councillors have been invited and um, they've been encouraged not to talk publicly just yet. So take 60 seconds. What's your message to mayor and council about this? Uh, I, uh, well, I, uh, we have asked the uh, asked the. Uh, this, uh, senior members of city council through an ad hoc uh, committee on development uh, agreement parameters uh, to uh, to sit down and come up with a system that will create uh, formulas for good uh, financing of growth and, and to do it together. It is a complicated process. It needs a common language and it needs cooperation of all departments in the city as well as political leadership. And uh, that's where I think uh, we have to go. Uh, and I think this uh, this foray into uh, uh, tax and growth, uh, if it's going to have a positive result, we'll go there. Is this the right way to do it, to be provocative, to get your attention? Well, it, uh, it, uh, you know, as I've mentioned, we've, uh, we've, we've, we've tried to uh, uh, you know, bring in uh, formulas to make things more easily understood before. Uh, but I think now we've got everybody's attention, certainly the council and uh, the mayor has. Eric Vogan, thanks for your time. Okay, very good. Eric Vogan of Qualico. In studio guests now with us from Winnipeg Realtors is Dana Downey and Peter Squire. Thank you both for joining us. And Mike Moore is here, president of the Manitoba Home Builders Association. Hearing Eric Vogan talk about, you know, how things compare in other cities, and you folks knew that this was coming, but quickly around the room, uh, the 30K uh, figure that was brought out yesterday was that a complete and total surprise to the three of you? Yeah, definitely. I I I, I really 
I'm concerned about just the, how they even came up with them. But yeah, that the number was 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 a surprise to me. That's Peter Squire, Dana. I would suggest that it was a surprise throughout the whole room. Um, mm-hmm. Even the way they, you know, waited until kind of the end to bring up these numbers and still saying that it's tentative and yet within nine days they're having a final report brought forward. So yeah, it was, it was surprising. <laughs> Mike? I was shocked not only yeah. at the magnitude of the number, but the rather mm-hmm. cavalier approach to presenting it. Yeah. The three of you and really the four of us have been around long enough and you, you kind of think, all right, is this a setup for a, a conversation for another day in, in the sense that, okay, they're opening salvos, 30K, we're all at the table Maybe that's incentive to come up with a with a deal here that will see some sort of fee, and it's a matter of now working out the logistics. Or in the end, if it's rejected, it's an opportunity then for the mayor to come back to the public and say, "Well, the developers aren't uh, willing to cooperate. We'll have to raise all your your taxes, and you folks are the fall guy." Are, are you sensing any of of that at this point? That somehow that this is part one piece of a, a larger puzzle here. I would hope not. I mean, that kind of gamesmanship. You'd I think hope not, but is that <laughs> the way? Did you want to shower after you, <laughs> you, you had, had that meeting yesterday? Because you've all been in those types of meetings yeah, before. but I mean, we all know that the development agreement parameter process, which has been in place for decades, is the proper way to go about determining what the cost of development should be, what the cost of growth uh, should be. And that's been in place for a long time. We had... What members, three members of EPC who sit on the formal committee, the Development Agreement Parameter Committee, authorize moving forward. So obviously they're familiar with that, and I would hope that that would have been the process. Dana? I found it very interesting that they held uh, these two meetings in the summer. And, you know, Hempson was, I believe, hired in June, and then the first stakeholders meeting is mid July. And then uh, that was just a talk about the process. And, um, you know, I, I believe that everyone in the room felt, okay, that's, that's great. What is the process once you come up with this number? And, and then they said, well, the number would be presented to us at the second meeting. So we were, you know, expecting that. And, uh, you know, the number, the final number wasn't brought forward, just a whole bunch of numbers. And there was a lot of questions in the room with regard to those numbers. And that was only a month after and then they're going to have a final report, including today, within nine days. Hempson's the consultant uh, brought in by the city of Winnipeg, but he's been brought in by other cities to essentially set these types of fees up. Peter? Just on the commercial side, you know, credit to Mike Moore and uh, Ron Hamley of the Winnipeg Construction Association. They, they've created a, a great uh, t- uh, stakeholder group on the whole building permit side with all the, a lot of the main commercial players and builders. And yet when they come to this process where they surprise us on the commercial side, they're not even contacted, or, or if they reached out to them, I don't know how they did it. So again, uh, if they're going to be sincere about this process, they got to reach out to all the key stakeholders. And that commercial component, I mean, talking about an economic engine to the city, if we're going to, you know, put heavy, uh, you, you know, fees, growth fees on commercial uh, space, that's another uh, issue, and that gets into employment as well. The city of Winnipeg has declined the opportunity to join the conversation at this point. Uh, as has uh, not just the mayor, but city councillors as well. And, and that's fine. I think they're, they're choosing to see the reaction and, and maybe react another day. But we're going to see if we can uh, explain some of this process to you as far as new developments are concerned. Uh, I am concerned, though, when Eric Vogan, who is a major player in the Winnipeg economy, comes on and says, you know what, this may lead to 
further development outside the city of Winnipeg. That to me is one of the captains of industry here um, reacting as to, you know what, you do that and uh, we have to respond to the demand and the demand is going to push ultimately those developments outside the city of Winnipeg. And that defeats the purpose of this altogether. And sometimes it's very frustrating because you want your city to grow and do well. This is not the way to do it. Proposed growth fee through a consultation report. We have seen the interim report, uh, the final report expected in a matter of days. And uh, city councillors will be asked to debate this whole idea of um, a growth fee. And essentially it boils down to on new construction in the city, both commercial and residential, at least on the residential side, if you're building a new home, $30,000 extra. Mike Moore is here, president of Manitoba Home Builders Association. Peter Squire and Dana Downey are here from Winnipeg Realtors. Um, if you're trying to buy or sell an existing home, Peter Squire, does this help? Is this going to fuel your well, industry well, even more? Let me just start off by saying we're an extremely competitive market already within the existing market, especially when you get into the upper end where you do see new homes being sold amongst our existing higher-priced homes. That's a much more limited market when you look at Winnipeg, about 15%. So that's the first part. So we're not seeing the conversions that you'd see at the more hotter areas from two hundred to three hundred fifty thousand. So that's that's the first point. But in terms of affecting resale prices, if if what happens, and I believe it's already happening within our sales that we're seeing more sales happen outside the city than within Winnipeg because we cover the entire capital region. That trend's been happening for about 10 years. So if you accelerate that by bringing in high growth fees, then in fact, those people that don't have a desire to live outside the city but still want a, a newer home, that will drive up those homes within Winnipeg. That will definitely help drive up resale prices within certain uh, market ranges in, in Winnipeg, price ranges in Winnipeg. Winnipeg has been said, hey, we have to do what Calgary, Edmonton, Vancouver, these other cities are doing. What's the difference between, because if you're trying to look at this as a, as a Calgary and trying to transport some of the, what they've done there to here, can you help us understand you know, what they're doing in these other cities and why Winnipeg is saying, me too? Because that's the mayor's argument, is saying that these other cities have growth fees, we should have a growth fee too. Can you help uh, sort that out from your perspectives? Well, it's a growth fee or development cost charge. Yeah. And the it is an apples to oranges comparison from community to community. Uh, the comment has been that we don't have development mm. cost charges in the city of Winnipeg. Well, if you're charged with 100% of the cost of development, is that not a development cost charge? You've got to remember, the developer pays for, and it's passed on to the consumer. So let's, let's not say, fool anyone. Let, let, let's say a new development, like, um, you know, one of the new developments sure. at Bridgewater Forest. Help yep. us explain what the developer is paying for there. Well, they prepare the land, they put in the roads, the curbs and gutters, the sewer, the water, the hydro, the land set aside for parks, schools, all the amenities, you know, the roads, paving those, everything's done in advance. Is that and different? That's a, that's a 50-year infrastructure. And that's different in other cities? In it, other cities, those costs are shared between the municipality and the developers? Each one's a little different as to what costs come up front. For instance, Calgary, and to be fair to Calgary, they put in some extra charges in development because as they were going further out in the city, there was additional costs as it related to uh, water and wastewater because, of course, in Calgary and not in Winnipeg, <laughs> they had to pump it up a hill. That's right. right. <laughs> we don't have that. Yeah. 
Could the argument then be, all right, for those new developments, uh, the city, you have to come to the table like other cities with uh, and share those infrastructure costs. If you want that 30K fee, uh, we're going to have to rejig everything else as far as those uh, development agreements are concerned because otherwise it is going to fuel growth outside the city of Winnipeg. In the end, I think they might be naive, but hopefully they're not stupid. No, I think we have a tried and true formula where development pays 100% of the costs and you move forward from that. I, I don't think there's a problem with that. It's worked for decades. Okay, so it's worked here. So is that non-negotiable or has this whole process suddenly brought everybody within your communities to the table and, and maybe we tear up all these agreements and we start fresh? Well, I think we, we're supposed to be at the table for the development agreement parameters. We've, you know, that was passed in council last June, like a year ago, right. June, and then brought forward again in December. There's been four meetings uh, to analyze all of the costs of developments, both within and outside the development. You also have to remember that it's not like a development just magically appears. The developer has to do a thorough cost-benefit analysis submit it to the city of Winnipeg, have the city of Winnipeg and all their departments go through it, and they all show a surplus uh, net present value benefit to the city of Winnipeg. So they they all get these cost-benefit analyses. They're not just imposed upon them. They have to approve the development. The mayor seems to think that this city is going to grow anyway. That, you know, when you look at 25 years down out, whether we have these development fees or not, it's going to grow anyway. You folks take issue with that. Explain. Well, well I was actually supposed to be at this economic uh, think tank thing in Ontario uh, next week. It's all about the slow growth economy across the globe. And I don't think Manitoba is an island to itself as much as we are proud of our diverse economy and it's more stable than some others and, and other problems or our provinces are having some difficulties right now. But to look out 25 years and have such a rosy forecast for both employment and population, I think that's a little naive. And you just have to go back to the 90s when we, we just flatlined as a, as a city and even to some extent province where – and our prices didn't move at all and activity was a lot slower. So I don't think we should think that we're now into this cycle where we it, it can't fall back. I mean we all have to work really hard together – with, with the key stakeholders like the developers, commercial and residential, to make sure we keep this momentum going and make our city the city we think it should be in the future. Peter Squire is here from Winnipeg Realtors from Manitoba Home Construction is uh, Mike Moore. And Dana Downey is here. She's Government Relations Chair and uh, Director at Winnipeg Realtors. And Dana, you just wanted to pick up before we bring the councillor in on some of the issues related to this because uh, – one of your jobs is to educate people within the industry of what's going on. But uh, part of what you're doing here today is to educate us on what the costs uh, are already incurred on by, by developers. Yes. Uh, you know, as Mike was saying, the developers already, you know, incur several costs. So it just makes sense that if there is a significant growth fee, that that is going to be trickling down to the consumer. And if this does go forward, then, I'm a huge proponent on realtors, and, and I am one. However, I don't sell anymore. I, what I do is I, I help um, those people uh, with their businesses and empowering the uh, people that they serve, which are the buyers and sellers, and having them understand 
everything that's involved with this process of buying and selling. And it's a complex process and there are a lot of additional costs, never mind the down payment on a home, but also closing costs. And now if there is this additional uh, fee that is added, um, if it does go forward, then I would, I would definitely say that it's incredibly important that we are armed with the resources to have those people that are buying the home that obviously are going to be taking on these costs Understand what these costs are about, what what uh, what fees are are going to be paying for, so that they still want to go ahead and buy these homes. It's it's super important because you know if it's if it's two thousand or ten thousand or thirty thousand, it still affects everyone's bottom line and their quality of life. Jeff Prawati is the Winnipeg City Councillor. He represents mm-hmm. the North Kildonan Ward, and he joins us now. Councillor, thanks very much for taking the time. My pleasure. Uh, did the mayor or the mayor's office encourage you to call in, or are you doing this on your own? Or Well, I'm doing this on my own. I, I have not received or, or reviewed the Hempson draft at this point, so my comments are based on some basic principles that I believe in, and uh, you know, I, I think that should be the guiding principles behind this whole discussion and this debate. Uh, first of all, uh, I agree with the principle that growth should pay for growth. Uh, I also do recognize that there are certain pieces that, uh, you know, the, the charges that are held, say, in the bedroom communities uh, around Winnipeg that developers pay directly here for certain types of infrastructures is, is my understanding. Um, if there are pieces that we are not capturing today uh, in terms of uh, growth, for example, if, you know, uh, fire halls, community centers, new water and sewer infrastructure that the city is paying for, yes, that should be paid for by additional growth uh, through, through the cost of the development. But it can't go towards balancing our operating budget. It shouldn't be going towards paying for uh, retrofitting old infrastructure. Um, it just doesn't uh, make sense. I mean, the argument that these new developments aren't covering uh, operating costs doesn't make sense to me at all. I'm a bit shocked yeah. that as a member of the Executive Policy Committee, one of the trusted members of the mayor, that you haven't seen or read this preliminary report, that you weren't in on the process... Jeff Perwati, if I were you, I'd be feeling a little slighted today. Well, again, I understand it only came to City Hall on Wednesday. I understand the development community got it Thursday. I'm waiting to see. Apparently, it's online. I know one of my colleagues sent out an email looking for the uh, the link for it. I have not reviewed it yet. If, if I've missed it, uh, I apologize. Uh, I mean, I'm not in the building every day during during break, but I but I am following. I'm, I'm listening to OB. I'm, <laughs> I'm on top of everything. Um, I guess the other piece, too, is the notion of housing affordability. Just because other cities do it, we don't want to have a, a, a housing market in Winnipeg that's like a Vancouver or, or even the greater Toronto area. The idea that you know people can afford and uh, be able to you know get their first homes, I think, is an important uh, principle in my mind. $30,000 extra per new construction, be it home or commercial. If that came to you and you were asked to vote on that now, would you vote yes or no? Well, I want to see the Hemson draft first. I, I want to be convinced. Like, I don't think that number's right. $30,000 for missing cost of growth. I can't, oh, I I'm reading it now, and that's it. what they're saying. Maybe it's not right, but that's what they're saying. That's the opening salvo. And Jeff Perwati, I always like to kind of get where counselors stand on things. And my sense is, is that uh, you're listening to this conversation, and based on your background, you're saying, this is not something I can support at this point. I've got a lot more questions about this. Uh, we have to come up with a common sense solution here because Winnipeg is a growing city. Our guests and the majority of the guests that were in that room yesterday hearing this report are saying, you want to stunt this growth, implement this report. 
Well, and the other the other reality is too. I mean, we count on incremental taxes every year. Like when you say we freeze the budget, that's that's based on the previous year's uh, total assessment roll of all properties in the city. Every year, though, uh, new properties are added. Uh, people build on extensions and take out new parts for their homes and their buildings. We bring in somewhere between I think is eighteen to twenty two million dollars approximately every year based on growth. If we see that disappear, we're to face another operating. Uh, budget challenge. That's another four points that uh, will be out if we... Well, that's what Eric Vogan, one of the key developers in this city, essentially said, that you do this, you implemented this, the consumer is going to start building outside the city of Winnipeg, and uh, you have defeated the purpose of uh, why you're, you're, you're doing this whole thing. Jeff Prawati, my time is, is, is tight here. I appreciate your time this morning. A uh, quick parting comment from you. Again, um, I don't think it's $30,000. Is, it has to be wrong. There's no way that we're not picking. There's $30,000 that we're leaving of, uh, of growth uh, costs that are not being picked up. Um, it's, you know, again, it's something that uh, we're not picking up. It's probably $1,000, $2,000 tops. I'll let you do your homework, let you read up on this, and we'll talk to you again in the days ahead. Thanks, Richard. Jeff Perwadi, one of the councillors deciding to come forward, uh, share his thoughts at this point. Um, hopefully the other city councillors will do their homework on this one too, not just trust the mayor and the administration to essentially do as they're told. Summers are supposed to be sleepy. This is supposed to be the dog days. Well, that's not the case when it comes to City Hall in this report on proposed development fees. 30K proposed Brawati lowballing it, saying probably one or two. Uh, I'm not sure he's got to read this report uh, and get educated on this. Peter Squire, Winnipeg Realtors. What's your message to councillors to to Winnipeggers and the mayor in particular on this. Well, like I said earlier this morning that they need to step back and really consider the impact of what they're what they are looking at and, and especially in terms of that that level if they do go forward with a growth fee. All markets are local and especially Winnipeg compared to some of these other cities. So a cookie cutter approach from this consultant that's done in other cities will not work in Winnipeg. They have to sit down with all of us and and work out a a, a solution that will be good for all of us and ensure that growth will continue in the city. Dana Downey. In reflecting on the two stakeholder meetings that were held, I would suggest that uh, the city has an opportunity to really work with an incredible Mm -hmm. brain trust that was around that table that collectively have the city of Winnipeg, um, you know, at best interests at heart. Um, It's not that anybody's opposed to trying to help, um, you know, get this infrastructure worked on in place uh, for those outlying neighborhoods as well as others. But really, let's let's work collaboratively. Let's do it right. Mike Moore, Winnipeg, Manitoba Home Builders Association. New construction, new development contributes to the bottom line of the city of Winnipeg. Let's get back to the table with the development agreement parameters. Let's go through all the details we have. We have a process to do this. Let's follow it. Otherwise, this is jobs, right? This is the economy. This is a... Yep. Oh, yeah. It's yes. There's big stakes uh, uh, risk here if we don't do it right. Richard Cloutier reports on 680 CJOB.